one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic. Uh, welcome to the time is now. I am your host, Mike Stafford. It is Thursday, September the 21st. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it. Dame time may be up in Portland. What they going to do about it? Football fantasy was crazy last week, but first, week two recap in the NFL. I got my boy Tony Montana. I got Tony back in the building from Sports Coffee. Going to help me figure out all. So sit back, relax, and we'll see you on the other side. This is my hood, I'm a rat to the death of it, to everybody, come on, little this grown hood rats, don't abortion your wound, we need more warriors soon, sit from the stars, sun and the moon, and it's like a police chase, the street sweepers and coppers, kids with no conscience, leaving victims from doctors, if you really think you're ready to die, with doubt, this is what Nas is about, the time is now. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic, that's all I need. All I need is one mic. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Time Is Now. Your host, Mike Stafford, in the place to be. And I got Tony. Tony's back in here from Sports Coffee. What's up, Tony? What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm all right, man. A little bit better than you. Well, I mean, both of our teams lost, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you have front row seats to your ass with him, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> and I told you, I told you. Uh, but we're going to start this week off. We're going to recap the week two in the NFL starting Thursday night. That's what I've been noticing. Prime Television says we're not NBC. We want better games because Thursday night used to be the worst night for football now it's damn near as good as Monday Night Football. Actually, this week was better. We have Vikings versus Eagles. I wish um, AC was here to talk about his Eagles because he watches Eagles fly. But the Eagles beat the Vikings 34-28. Give me your take on that game. What you take away from it? So we'll go through some of the stats. Uh, Jalen Hurts went 18 for 23 with 193 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Cousins, you got to give that guy some credit. Cousins is balling. He is yeah, four touchdowns, 31 for 44 with 364 yards. No interceptions. Uh, no picks, but what did I tell you? He just can't win the big games, right. whether if it's Monday night, Thursday night, it, it, anything big. He just does not come through. Um, unfortunately for the Vikings, they're 0-2, so they're looking at an uphill battle. Now, I believe they're playing the Chargers coming up this week, so we'll talk about week three as we get along. But the Vikings off to a rough start, 0-2, not the start they wanted. What you think of the game? Yeah, man, it's, it's thing that's alarming to me is the fact that Cousins had four touchdowns and none of them went to Justin Jefferson. You know, I, I, he got the most receptions and yards, but he didn't get in the end zone, no touch. So that's very interesting to see, see how that turns around. It's kind of remind me of what's going on with Jamar Chase, but that's a different scenario. We'll get on that later. Um, but those top two top two receivers in the league. But when I look at that game, what, what stood out to me is also with Swift. Because, you know, they have, um, they have uh, running backs by committee over there in Philly. And the thing is, I have Cousins and Swift on my rosters. They're both on the bench on the same team, on my fantasy yeah. team. And I, and I barely <laughs> lost. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Those guys are the two top scorers in their positions last week. But when I look at this, I see the Eagles are doing what Eagles are supposed to do. But also, I see the Eagles' defense is not stepping up like they need to to be a championship-contending team. So it makes Dallas, which we'll go into that later, it makes um, the Niners look like they'll be the teams 
representing the NFC and the Chiefs. But it's early. It's early. Like, I still think the Vikings can get into the playoffs. I still think the Vikings can win that division. We got to think about it. Just last year, was it just last year? Yeah, the Bengals started the season 0-2, which it did again this season. We'll get into that in a little bit. They made the playoffs. They're the first team to do so. You got to remember, the season is now 17 games, not 16. So 0-2 starts, not the same as the 0-2 start was many years ago. All right, moving through, um, we know the Raiders got blown out by the Bills. I do not know why I chose against the Bills. I should have known that uh, 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 Josh Allen will rebound, especially at home. Raiders with their second game on the road to start the season. They got trounced 38-10. Moving on, we're going to go to uh, Packers-Falcons, 25-24, close game. Um, Bajan Robinson balling out, no tuds, but he... No rushing touchdowns, but he's still putting the, um, having that control over the game, keeping that pace, keeping the um, uh, time of possession in their favor. So that's what helped them edge that one out against the Packers. Now, let's go and jump onto this one. Ravens versus Bengals. That is right there, a rivalry matchup. That's something we circled in our calendar book. We had the Ravens beating the Bengals 27-24, came down to the wire, but the, the, the Ravens were able to hold off. The Bengals, what do you think about that game, Tony? Well, that's what the Ravens are going to have to do all season long. They're going to have to win games exactly how this game went. Now, it didn't help that Joe Burrow was hurt. That calf injury is actually much worse than we all thought. You saw how he played. He didn't look well. But back on the Ravens, we got to give the Ravens all the credit in the world. They're going to win close games like this throughout the whole season. Lamar Jackson, 24 for 33, 237 yards, two touchdowns. Um, they're pretty solid across the board. Um, they'll have a little weaknesses, but nothing that's going to kill them where they're going to give games away. But that's how they're going to have to win all season long. And this Ravens team, and you, I'm going to say this early with them. They're a dark Super Bowl contender. I know a lot of people, they might not be as flashy as your Kansas City and some of the other teams out in the AFC, uh, excuse me, in the AFC. But they're a dark horse contender because they can win games that are like this in that 24-27, 20-17. They've always been built that way. Give me your thoughts on the game. Well, yeah, I see the same thing. I, I called it early. That's why I drafted Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team. Um, when I look at the whole totality of it, um, I saw in a preseason. That's why in our league, we draft late. I make sure we go we go down to the wire because I want to see who's going to get picked up, who's going who's hobbling towards the end of, of 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 the preseason. And I saw his calf injury, and calf injuries are one step away from an Achilles injury. A lot of people don't believe that, but guess what? My calf muscle connected to my Achilles tendon. Damn it! And 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 I saw that happening, and that's not good. You got to plan off that foot. You need it to scramble, and it's going to it's going to um, compromise. Their pass game, and that's their whole game. Their running game is okay. Joe Mixon, but he only put up 59 yards on the ground um, this past Sunday. And Joe Burrow, um, two touchdowns, one interception, got sacked a few times. So when I look at that, his, his QBR is pretty good. But guess what? Lamar Jackson rating was 112 versus Joe Burrow's being 85.6. So at the end of the day, Lamar outplayed him mainly because, first of all, he played well. Let's give him credit. But Joe Burrow, like you said, was hobbled, which is why. Last week, I chose against the Bengals. Their 0-2 start this year is not equivalent to the 0-2 start last year. Yes, they had good opposition. Let's not get that twisted. But Joe Burrow being hobbled, hob literally hobbling off the field and being told by his staff that he should take off until the bye week, which I believe for them is, by is week six. That's going to be tough because if you look there, their schedule doesn't get any easier. All right, so I know you wanted to talk about this game because how good it was. Um, you said you want to talk about the Seahawks versus Lions. Go ahead and jump on that. 
So that game went into overtime. What yep. a great game that was. 37 to 31 with the Seahawks pulling it off in OT. Man, Geno Smith. I did not see this coming. Obviously, he came out last year. I believe he ended up with an MVP vote, right? Yes. Uh, 32 for 41, 328 yards, two touchdowns. No interception. Jared Goff on the other side. Man, 28 for 35, 323 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. But let's go back to Geno Smith. Man, you got to give the guy some credit. Where did you think he was a couple years ago? As a backup where nobody wanted him. And now in Seattle, he rehabilitated his career. Pete Carroll has done a wonderful job getting this guy to look like an MVP type quarterback. He got that vote, and I think he's going to get a couple this year as well. I just think Seattle's going to be a much better football team than, than people think. Um, a lot of people think that they were a fluke last year. No, man, they're, they're for reals. Gino, credit to him. That football game was up and down. Anytime you're getting a score 37 to 31 and it's going to overtime, of course, it's going to be an awesome game to watch. But, man, I would love to see that game again. That's all I can say, tell you about that. Yeah, the Seahawks were um, were down at half. They were down um, 14-7. Then quickly in the third, I believe they were down 21-7. And then the Seahawks turned it on and scored scored another, what, 30 points after that point. So it, it, it's, it's remarkable to say the least. The way these guys turn it around and, and Lions try to get in there. They 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 uh put up 10 in the fourth, but just wasn't enough to hit off the Seahawks. Both teams are one and one. Yeah. All right. 24 points in the second half, man. Yeah. They came they came with and then, it. And then an extra six in overtime. So yeah. Yep. They they balled out. They deserved it. Um, we gotta move on. We have to talk about this. Another um team that also had Super Bowl aspirations starting 0-2. Looks like they're still being bothered by their big loss by I believe it was Jacksonville in the playoffs when they were up by what 21 or 28 to nothing or something like that in the playoffs the Chargers starting 0-2 um, their, their head coach not looking too good with this one Titans go ahead and beat them for their first victory this season 27-24 to in overtime we gotta talk about this how are the Chargers looking to you right now and is the coach um, on the hot seat they look I mean the Chargers are always gonna charge they're always gonna have that issue they're always going to have that problem. They're the Clippers of football. Yep. They're always going to do Charger-like stuff. Now, let's talk seriously about their coach. Their coach should have been fired last season. Yep. They have the talent to contend to get to an AFC championship game. But that coach just, I don't know, man. They have, how can I say this? They have all the names on the back of their jerseys as far as Mac, Bosa, what is it, Jackson, James? I can keep naming a couple more, but they're stacked defensively. But they're playing like names. Really tell me that defense giving up 27 points to the Titans. Come on. They should be so much better. This all falls back on their defense. Their defense is not coming through for them whatsoever. And honestly, man, if they lose the next game, they're in trouble. And that coach is probably going to get fired by week six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. It depends how bad they will be. Um, if, if they're at their week six, if they're like, 
two and four, yeah, he's definitely fired because their season's pretty much over. It'll be take a miracle to come back from that, especially if the Chiefs keep playing the way the Chiefs have been playing. All right, moving on. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the Bears-Buccaneers. It's a good story for Baker Mayfield, and it's a tor- terrible story for that young man over there in Justin Fields for the Bears. He's looking like a bust. Uh, the Buccaneers win that 27-17. Chiefs barely edge out the Jaguars. I told you, I did call the Jaguars winning that game, but I wasn't far off. That was a one-score game, 17-9. The Chiefs barely edged them out on the road. I'm telling you what I know. Uh, moving forward, um, Colts, Texans, 31-20. Not an entertaining game, to say the least. Um, but the Colts are better than we thought they were. We can definitely say that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. So they're 1-1. One one. Texans are 0-2. They might finish the season probably winning. Like, be, I'll be shocked they win more than three games down in Texas. Um, Niners, Rams. Now, funny thing is, at SoFi Stadium, even though the Rams have won a championship more recently than the 49ers, I believe they won it in SoFi, which is rare. It was like the second time it was back-to-back. Bucks won it in Tampa Bay, and then the Rams won it in SoFi the next year. You got that, but when you went to the game, if you watch the TV, it's like it was a 49ers home game. What the Absolutely. heck? Absolutely. That's yep. ridiculous. I mean, I can see it for the Chargers in that stadium, but for the 49ers, I mean, doggone it. I can't take it. But, hey, the 49ers still edged them out. It was a good game, 30-23. What do you think about that game, Tony? Man, looking the looking at the fans in the stands, you got to give the 49er fan base a lot of credit. It's been like that for the last couple of years that no matter what, that fan base shows up for that squad. And you got to remember it's the, it's the Rams, it's not the Chargers. You expect that from the Chargers. But man, did you see that stadium full of red? Yeah, man. As far as the game, good competitive game. The 49ers obviously just show that they're the better team. Brock Purdy just had a, a steady game. Nothing spectacular. 17 for 25, 206. But here's the thing about him. He does not make the crucial mistake. Now, let's go to the flip side. Matthew Stafford, the dude's a baller. The dude could throw the ball anywhere on the field. What cost him is the two interceptions in that game. So if you take those two picks away, then uh, they may have a chance to keep that game tight or even win it. Yeah. That's where Purdy's so good. Purdy's not going to give the other team the ball. He's not going to give you that turnover. He's not going to fumble the ball or just a bonehead play. And that's why the 49ers are going to stay stable. I, man, I don't think the 49ers are going to lose more than two, three games this season with that roster they have. Yeah, I hear you. And I feel like the Rams as well, I feel like they are trying to get that wild card spot. I, the way they're playing with their with their rookie, Nakua, ball in 50 reception, 147 yards. I mean, all he needs is a, at least a tud in there. That dude is going off, man. He's going Where did off. he come from? Well, remember, he was there to be tandem over there uh, with with um, Cup, Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup's been hurt. So, the yeah. is getting all the touches. So, good to see him and Higby are doing their thing, but not enough to win. Their defense is not showing up enough against these great um, offenses. But I think one of those touchdowns was from the 49ers defense or put them in a good field position with one with one of those turnovers. So that's what it is. Um, Giants beat the Cardinals 31 to 28. No one cares. But the I got to say this, the Giants destroyed them. They were down 20 to nothing at half and came back to beat them, putting up, what, 31 points in the they 31 31 points. Points yep. in the third and fourth quarter. They, they, they beat them 31 to eight in the second half, a blowout. That's crazy. But the Cardinals aren't trying to win anyway. They shouldn't even been down. 20 to nothing Giants. You guys are trying to do something good. Cardinals there. should not be leading in any game. Any for the rest of the game. They're not even trying to win. So, yep. But Connor, don't tell that to um to Connor. He's trying to he's trying to run everybody out the building. All right. Um the Jets, Cowboys, ever since Aaron Aaron went down, we knew this was gonna happen. 
We know the, um, their quarterback. I forgot his name already because he's not Zach really, Wilson. Zach Wilson's trash. Uh, Russell Wilson gave him his abilities from last year. So here, you can borrow this trashy. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't need these anymore. I don't need these anymore. You can have this. You know, and he looks like <laughs> like straight up booty. So we knew it was going to happen. The thing is this. I, I will say this before we move on. The Cowboys look great. But their opposition has not been so great. Like I just said, they beat the Giants and the Jets. They beat up two teams in New York. The Giants were getting blown out by the Cardinals before the Cardinals had to literally take their foot off the gas for them to win. So on Barkley is hobbled. Then you have the Jets. They don't have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So you're I, yes, they're blowing them out. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Now I want to see them go against opposition um, like the Eagles, like the Niners, like the, like the Chiefs. Like, uh, like the Ravens, I want to like the Bills, even though they starting off kind of rocky. These are good quality teams. Can they do this against those teams? Can they do this when it matters? We have to wait and see. I don't think so. Michael Parsons may make a liar out of me because the way he's balling, because the offense is doing not doing anything impressive. Dak's not wowing you. Nobody's really wowing you. Dak is doing a good job, but he's always have a favorable field position. So we got to wait and see. I, I'm not a believer in the Cowboys. But Mike, yet. I think they're a playoff quick, team. I don't think they're a championship team. Before you move on from the Cowboys. But that's how you win in the playoffs. Defense, games like that where the offense is not going off, where it's kind of close, but the defense kind of steals it away, gives you good field position, and then you get that touchdown or you get that field goal. And unfortunately, they're playing teams that just suck, and they're just blowing them out. Yeah. But these are the type of games that you're going to have to play in the playoffs. So I believe they're actually built for the playoffs. I don't know about that. I don't, they're not doing a lot of ground and pound. I, I can't see Pollard really well, doing that much. Their defense is built for the playoffs. Let me rephrase that. Their defense is definitely playoff ready. Well, get, getting old boy to uh, from, I believe he used to play for New England. What's his name again? The the corner. So they have two lockdown corners. They got Diggs and they have oh, the other guy now. Um, oh, God. What's his Easy name? Easy name, too. Uh, but adding him there has definitely helped their um, their D-line and, and their linebacker. So we'll see. We'll see. I still have to wait and see. I, I, I don't. I, you, you go against a team with a good run. A team that has a good run game and has the lead, that's how I want to see how they play that. How do they play a team that has the lead and they got to try to throw the way out of it, allow Dak to try to throw you out of it and win you a game and hopefully he doesn't throw any picks. That's what I want to see. So I'm not a believer just yet. We got to wait and see. Um, we got to get to it, man. Your commanders and Broncos. I told you the commanders going to win. I told you about my boy, the quarterback over there. He, he, he's doing big work. I told you about him. You guys got beat, went to overtime. She didn't even got to overtime. Russell Wilson had got one of his prayers from his God. He was like, I got this, but I told you about Sam Howell. His rating was just as good as Russell Wilson's. He's at 108. No interceptions, two touchdowns, 300 yards. What did I tell you about Sam Howell? You saw him up Sam, close. Look, man, Sam Howell did a great job that game. But that's not on Sam Howell. That was on the Bronco defense. Where did they go? That falls on the defense. Think about this, Mike. The Broncos were up 21 to 3 in the second quarter. 21 to 3, and they were rolling. You know what changed the tide of that game? When Russell Wilson fumbled that ball. Okay, fine. He fumbled it. That's on him. That's where your defense has to step up and stop the other team. Stop them, make them go three and out, or even just give up a field goal. Nope. They gave up a touchdown on that fumble. Then they gave up another touchdown. Then they gave up another touchdown. And Mike, you know what happened right after that too? They gave up another touchdown. So does that fall on Russell Wilson? Or does that fall on the Denver Bronco defense? He gave you 21 points in the first half. He was balling. Now, I'm not going to go ahead and say Russell Wilson was perfect. Because in the second half, he was trash. 
if you take away the Hail Mary play, which is uh, 55 yards or something like that, he only threw for like 50 yards in the whole second half. So there's something going on there. Obviously, new coach. Wilson is Wilson. That's the second half of their games are just looking really bad. It's a big adjustment period. I was there at the game. I got a good look at Sam Howell as well. I still, I'm not sold on him. You can buy all his stock if you like. I, I just think that was more on the Bronco defense playing like ass. Well, what I say about Sam Howell, he's a good game manager. Like I said before, he, he his QBR was 63. And he was averaging 7.7 yards a throw. Like, that's damn near a first down every time he threw the ball. No picks. Like, Russ had two. He had an interception and a fumble. He he got rid of the ball twice. His QBR was only 53. The good thing is he got some rushing yards in there. That was good. He got 56 yards on the ground. That's that's good. Like, you know, if your arm's not going to get you there, run it. And that's kind of Russ that did business in Seattle. The problem is... Is that you're right? The defense didn't help him out, didn't do him any favors, but by him turning over the ball, it's kind of like Dak Prescott. It's very similar. We could do some good things, but then we're going to turn the ball over when we don't need to and lose those games. That's but what talking, I see. Talking about those turnovers, though. Okay, fine. The fumble falls on him. The interception was not his fault. Cortland Sutton ran the wrong route. He was supposed to come back. And Wilson threw it to the spot where Sutton was supposed to be. And no, Sutton kept running up the sideline. And that's what caused the interception because Sean Payton went straight up to Sutton and you didn't see this on TV and ripped them and ripped them because he ran the wrong route. So, yeah, like I said, this falls on the defense. This does not fall on Russ. Yes, he could have played better in the second half. But what more do you want? The guy had he had a big lead. The defense is supposed to uh, keep it up. But real quick on the commander side and how you got to give the commanders all the credit in the world. They actually have a lot of playmakers on that side. No superstars, but these guys, they're pretty deep. You got to give them credit. Their defensive line is really good. Um, and they're going to make Sam Howell look better than what he really is. I still think they're going to draft a quarterback next season. I don't think Howell's going to be it. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562 PDA 7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Dolphins Patriots. Dolphins beat the Patriots 24-17. Nothing to see here. Um, in a Monday Night Football, we had the doubleheader where the Saints beat the Panthers on the road going up 2-0. Um, that's probably the biggest surprise of the season for some people because they imagine when they get Alva Kamara back. Right now, they don't have Alva Kamara, but they did just lose their other running back in Jamal Williams. He's going to be out for a little bit. So let's see what they do to revamp the running back core there. Um, and Derek Carr, only one pick. 
but not too many yards, but he finally has a defense behind him. It's good to see Derek Carr. Ding, ding, well. ding, ding, ding. He has ding. a defense behind him, so now he can actually start getting some Ws, and he's in a bad division. So he doesn't have to go against, uh, up against uh, uh, Herbert. Mahomes, he doesn't have to go against Herbert. Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. Even Russell Wilson to some degree. He doesn't have to go against those kind of guys. Before, it was, um, no, nah, it was no good quarterbacks for Denver while he was there. I think Manning at one time, I think he had Cutler too for a little bit. But for the most part, a lot of Mahomes for the last five some odd years. And then he had um, he had Herbert, but he also had the guy before that. What's the guy's name? We had all the kids. Uh, my, uh, not Palmer. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. My dad couldn't stand it, but he was a, a playoff quarterback. So he's always been like the number two or number three best quarterback in his division. Now he's the best quarterback in his division. And he's he's never had a defense that was even top 20. And there's like, what, 32 teams in the league? So mm-hmm. when you look at the totality of that, he finally has a defense that's top 10, top eight. And he's probably the best quarterback in his division. So you take all that in, in, into account, he's going to the postseason. Will he win? We have to wait and see. But I think they're definitely on their way to the postseason, being 2-0. and I can see them easily being 13-4 and or even 14-3 and this season. See on Carr real quick before we move along. Mm-hmm. This is where this is where Carr needed to be. He needed to get away from the Raiders. Absolutely. Because now, now he's on the team that has that uh, an elite level type defense, top ten. Uh, where if he does make a mistake, that defense can erase the mistake. Yeah. Where it mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't. The game doesn't get out of hand. They still keep it within that that score. They'll keep it within that 17, 13, 17, 14, 20, 17, where you can still win that game with one possession. Where when he was with the Raiders, Oakland and Las Vegas, once if he made a mistake, that defense would never erase it. So, you know, good for Carr. He's off to a good start. Statistically, maybe not, Mediocre. but he's winning. Now, let, let's just flip it. If Russell Wilson was 2-0 and the stats he has, everyone would be yelling MVP again, right? No. See, not with the stats. We would not be yelling MVP. No. He's, he's never gotten an MVP vote. In his no, career. he's never he's gotten always, it. But right. what I'm saying, so, yeah. and, that, and that's what I mean. With Carr, good for him. He's 2-0. It's all about winning. Right. It's all about winning. Dubs fix everything. And I hope he's happy. He could be the next Drew Brees down there and just be someone that they will want to champion around. Because that city really loved Brees. I can see them really embracing uh, Carr, because I believe he's a more authentic Breeze, if well, that makes sense. Did you hear his Uber interview? Christian and everything like that. Did you hear his interview? I don't know if it was today or yesterday. I think it was today. Mm-hmm. How he was talking about how um, Davis has told him he could always come back to the Raiders and blah, 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 yada, yada. Still, like, has this high praise for the Raiders. Um, I would just not talk about the Raiders at all. I would just focus on New Orleans. And trying to get Did somebody ask him Bowl. about the Raiders, or he just, just it, offered it, it on his I, own. I don't know. I don't know if it, but it, he went into a long little conversation about it, about how he hopes to tie to, to go back, mm-hmm. and the Davis has told him he can come back. Yeah, it, I, I just saw it today. That's I, I thought it was just yeah. No, that's that's why I said uh, maybe you should just shut up, car, and just focus on what's. Yeah, important. don't don't tell your don't don't let, don't let don't let your new woman think about you still talking about your ex. They don't want exactly, that exactly. So. You should look that up. With. Love the one you would not. I don't even want to hear. I I, <laughs> I I wanted it for both parties. I never really was a car guy. I was for a little bit. Then he said some things I really didn't agree with politically. And that one season, I think, was right around the pandemic, right around that time. And I was like, yeah, I'm off of him. I never really yeah, cared for him. That's back when Amari that, Cooper was there. That was that was a game where they went to Washington against the Redskins. 
and the line did not block. They block didn't block for him. For him. Yep. They did I not block that. for him, and he, and he got killed that game. Destroyed that game. I think he got sacked yep. like eight or nine times. Yep. And he was destroyed that game, and it was intentional. They were sending him a message, and 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 I remember that. And I was off him. They they the next season they they you know fixed all that. They got rid of some guys, and they fixed it, but it was too late. And that and after that, Amari Cooper left. So yep. they went to the Cowboys, and then now he's uh, with the Browns. But yeah. Um, yeah, no more ACDC and everything like that. So I was just totally off of it. But um, yeah, but um, the Saints, I believe, are definitely a playoff team going to win that division. Um, the reason we're gonna, we got to talk about the Brown Steelers only because mainly they lost Nick Chubb. Season in the injury. Um, I want to chop it up quickly about it. That the, uh, the, the Browns lost 26 to 22, and the Steelers won it on their defense alone. So I, I, we could talk about Deshaun Watson um being the man making all the money but he's not showing up not doing anything he's supposed to do um we're maybe he doesn't have his mojo because he's uh-huh. not getting those massages like like i said like yeah. i said Cause, he, cause needs he, does like himself. He, he needs it so tiger maybe, woods 2.0 but he i think he, he needs his rotation he's a proper rotation quit getting new girls you don't know keep keep your rotation keep keep your one or two girls per city Stop trying to recruit new ones. You're being greedy. That's where you went wrong. What was it, 66 plus in like three months span? Like, why do you, like, who who has the energy and the time for that? You're spending more time laying on your back, getting rubbed down than you actually are on the field at this point. That's ridiculous. Uh, he he did. He had yeah, all he the did. time. Exactly. He well, had he was, he was Yeah, he was injured and he was coming back from injury. But, but yeah, but before then, was he doing it to this extent? Like, was this really his MO? Dude, I'm pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure he was. Crazy. Yeah, he, he he needs he needs to have his one per city. So wherever he goes, he gets that one and keep them in rotation, and and then he should be fine and get that mojo back. Somebody needs to make that work from the organization. Paid him too much money. They invested too much money. They need to find out what he needs to get him back quick. So that's that's it on him. But the Mike, most you know, yeah. you know what's crazy about it? This, nope. It's a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, two thirty guaranteed. Two, 230 guaranteed starting this year. Yeah, no one in the league has more guaranteed cash than him still. Yep. Even Mahomes, nobody has more guaranteed cash than he does. It's ridiculous. And and to show up like that, because he's the missing piece of them actually being a title contender. They're one and one right now. They, they're probably going to be a wild card team because the Ravens, to me, are going to lock up that division. And the Steelers are still right there with them. Now, the way you watch that game, there's no way I'm going to believe the Steelers are real contenders. I feel like they got them on a good night. And they lost um, Chubb. If Chubb was still there, I, I believe the Browns win that game. So when you look at the totality of that and, and losing Chubb, and then they also, when I, they brought back uh, uh, Hill. Was it Hill? Is that his name? Yeah, what I believe so. No, what, what's his name? It's Hill, right? He, he, used, to, he used to play for, uh, he used to play for the, the Chiefs, and I plays he used, and he used to play for the Browns. No, no, Hunt. Hunt, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Thank you. They brought back Kareem Hunt, who's going to um, split backs with Jet, um, Ford. Ford already got a fumble um, week one, and Hunt doesn't fumble the ball. So I feel like, I don't know, Hunt. Hunt's going to be the starter. He's going to no, start. No, but they already said Jerome Ford starting next week. Give, give it a week or two. Right, give it a correct, week or two. Correct. He's going to start. Yes, They're just going to get him in the fold. Yes, get him back in the game shape. And Ford's been playing. So I agree with that. So I picked up Kareem Hunt in my fantasy league. Ba-da, bop. And I picked up Ford in another one. Ba-da, bop. So um, I should be good there. And I lost Chubb in one of my leagues. So. Um, and it cost me. Like I was literally on track. I was um, 89%, 89 or 91% chance of winning um, midway through that game until he got hurt. And then it, it didn't swing the other way until the game was over. They just kind of kept it there, not putting that he was out. You know what I mean? I had six points from him, and I was like, after, what, injury happened in the second quarter or something like that? 
So yeah, I was on my way to beating AC, who's not here right now, handily, and uh, I lost. So it is what it is. But um, yeah. So with that being said, um, there's not much we could cover or talk about those teams. Let's look at let's look at let's go let's go right to week two, week three. I'm sorry. Let's go right to week three, and let's analyze how that's going to be. When we're looking at week three, um, what does it start? It starts on Thursday night. Yeah, it starts on Thursday night with the Giants at the 49ers. You already know where we're all picking on that. Mm. <laughs> There's no one picking the Giants except people in New York and Giants fans. Give me the 49ers. Oh, wait, wait, and that wait. One. Back it up. Back it up. Before we do that, let's recap. Who, who won last week? Uh, so let me go through it because then we got to go through it all, all over again. I have it all here. So let's go it through it. Yeah, yeah, I have it all here. So... Vikings, Eagles, we all took the Eagles. Uh, Ravens, Bengals, we all took the Ravens. Seahawks, Lions, we all took the Lions. We were wrong. Uh, we were all wrong. Um, Colts, Texans, we all took the Colts. Bears, Bucks. Uh, Mike, you took the Bears. I took the Bucks. AC took the Bucks as well. So I was wrong. Uh, you, uh, Chiefs, Jags, you took the Jags. the Jags. And then I took the uh, Chiefs. So they and so did AC. Uh, the Packers Falcons, we all took the Packers. We're all wrong. Um, and then Raiders Bills, uh, we all know what you did there. You, we all yeah. know what you did there. Yeah, uh, we did the Bills. It's like I got spanked this week. And then Chargers Titans, we all went with the Chargers. I didn't take the uh, Titans. I didn't know you went with the Chargers as well. Wow. Uh, 49ers Rams, we all took the 49ers. Giants Cardinals, we all took the uh, Giants. Uh, we all took the Cowboys. The uh, me and AC took the Broncos over the Commanders. You took the Commodores. That's what I'm gonna call them from now on. <laughs> so I got one up for you guys there catching up. Yeah. So and then Dolphins Pats. Um, AC went with the Patriots. We went with the Dolphins. Okay, I picked a point on AC. We all went with the Saints. And okay. then here's the 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 one. Here's the uh, the X factor. AC took the Steelers. Mm. Okay. He got you and on then, that one. Okay, and then I had went on air and picked the Steelers, but then afterwards, I text you and I said, I'm going with the Browns. So me and you took the Browns, he took the Steelers. So AC won last week. Uh, no, I think me and AC ended up tied. Oh, Yo, you guys ended up tied because of that other one, the one before Yeah, that. I believe ended we ended up tied, tied or yeah, I, I think he got me two. by one. Yeah, you lost by two, so. Yeah. I'll tally him up and then I'll send it over to you. But that's how our picks went from last week. Now let's move on to this week, week three. Giants at 49ers. You already know. I'm already going to put you down for the 49ers. Hold on, let me look. I'm looking at it. Am I the right one? Oh, yeah, Giants 49ers. Yeah, I got Niners. All right, so what do we have? The Falcons at the Lions. Who you oh, got, no, it's Mike? It's Raiders Steelers. Am I wrong? What? No, no, I have the schedule here. We'll, we'll go through it how I have it written down. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's showing me Sunday night. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you said um, Falcons at Lions? Yep. Uh, that's a tough one, but since it's Lions at home, I'm going with the Lions. It's same, same here. I'm going with the Lions as well. Chargers at the Vikings. Now, that's a good game. Um, It won't be as good as you think. Well, since the Vikings are at home, I'm going with the Vikings because um, everyone is healthy, and I believe the coach for the Chargers is really feeling it. So um, the way, the way uh, Cousins was looking, Chargers should win because their defense is better than the Vikings. But the way they've been playing, I don't know. I, I got to really think about this one. Um, come back to me on that one. Who are you picking? I'm going to go with the Vikings. The fact that they're at home, Cousins is playing well. Um, I just don't, dude, 
I saw some of the a little bit of the uh, Chargers game. You know, uh, you know, after I got back from Denver, I watched a couple of the games, and man, their their secondary is just getting torched. What do you yeah. think Justin, Justin Je- Jefferson, Jefferson yeah. and Addison are gonna do? Well, Addison, they're not gonna be able to. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Addison's their second receiver, yeah. and he's a good receiver. And he's a rookie, rookie out of USC. So, uh, give me the Vikings on that. So, I know, so but Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen's been balling. Herbert's been doing pretty well as well, and they still got Austin Eckler. I believe Austin Eckler it, comes back because he didn't play last week. Yeah, he didn't play last week. He comes but, back this week. Mike, it's all about defense. Can they stop the Vikings? They got, they got home? the return of the back. They got a better defenders than the Vikings do. I, I don't know, what, man. What I, did I say earlier? They're all names. Until they go they go and they shut someone out or just completely bully. When was the last time you saw the Chargers with this squad that they built, that they've had this defense with Khalil Mack and Bosa, Derwin James. I know they just got Jackson last season. But with the guys that they have, when was the last time you remember that the Charger defense has gone out there and locked someone up? I'll wait. Well, I'll say this. It's not prime time, so the Vikings will win. Thank you. Thank you. Made me, gave me another point there. So, yeah. you're going to stick with the Chargers or you're going to go with I'm the going, Vikings? I'm going with the Vikings. All right. So, we both got the Vikings. And we'll move on to the next game. We have the Saints at the Packers. Now, that's a good game. That's a great game. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Saints. I'm going to take the Packers there. Uh, I just think their defense is going to be able to give Carr some fits, and it is in Lambeau. Um, but I could see the Saints winning that. That's a real awesome game, but I'm I just going to go with the like, Packers. I feel like the Saints going to uh, create more turnovers So from Jordan Love. That's a pretty good defense. Jordan Love is a first rookie quarterback in his third start. I feel like the Saints going to win that one. All right. So we'll move on to the next game, which we have the, uh, the Texans at the Jags. All right. Yeah, let's move on. We already know. Yeah, Jags. Broncos, Dolphins. Your order is different from mine. Broncos, Dolphins. I got the Dolphins all day. Dolphins at home. Yeah, same here. Dolphins are at home. Just three. Denver is one and nine in Miami in their last ten ten times. The last ten times visiting Miami, they're one and nine. The last time they won was with Tim Tebow's miracle. Give me the Dolphins all day. All day on that one. Um, next game, Titans at Browns. Um, Titans at Browns. You're in a different order than me. Because oh, I, yeah, I have all the early games. Yeah, Browns at home. Um, hmm. No Dick Chubb. But I feel like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, I don't know, Titans defense is pretty good. Um, and they're going to run the ball a lot. And that, te- that team has a pass, a good pass rush. I don't know how they are against the run. I want to say Titans, but I just feel like the Browns are just better on paper. So give me the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns as well. They're playing at home. Obviously, they had that loss and, you know, they lost uh, Nick Chubb. I just think Deshaun's got it sooner or later turn it on. Hopefully, yeah. he gets a massage sometime during this week Bam. and he gets his mojo going because if he doesn't, it's going to look the same as, uh, you know, Monday night. But no. I'll, I'll take the Browns. Uh, next game, we'll move on to it, is the Bills at the Commanders. I'm looking for it. Bills at the Commanders. Um, that's a tough one for me. Um, I know the Commanders are at home, but I feel like... Um, Allen is turning it up right now. I think Josh Allen is doing very well. I feel like Diggs is going to go off as well. So give me the Bills on the road. I'll 
I'll take the Bills as well. The key to that game is can the Commanders front four create pressure and sack Josh Allen? Um, and they it's not they're going to have to. Yeah, that's why they have a great four. I just trust me. I got to see them on Sunday. They turned it on mm-hmm. in the second half. Uh, if they can't get to the quarterback, they're going to have to blitz. And that's where Allen's going to burn them. So I'll take the Bills there. Moving on to the next game, we have the Colts at the Ravens. Uh, I think we both are going to take the Ravens there. Colts at, yeah, Ravens. Yeah, correct. Next game, this is a uh, Patriots at Jets. I saw that one. Patriots at Jets. Um, I got the Jets winning. Jets at home. You got the Jets at home. Oh, I'm yeah, going to go no, ahead and. There's no Aaron Rodgers. And oh, Zach Wilson versus um, exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. So I'm taking the oh, Patriots. Give me the, give me the, even though Patriots are all in two, give me the Patriots, even though they're on the road. So, yeah, right, I'll Z- Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson versus Belichick. Yeah, yeah done deal. And, and Zach Wilson, no one trusts except people in New York right now. And I don't even think they no, they don't trust him either. They don't exactly. Want him. We'll move on to the next game: Panthers at Seahawks. Panthers at Seahawks. All right. Panthers at Seahawks. Mm, give me the Seahawks. I'll take the Sea Chickens as well. They're playing at home. And like I said, I like how Geno Smith looked his last game. I think he's going to roll it over to this uh, game. They'll play well. They'll get the W. Bears at the Chiefs. We don't even have to ask. Let's move on to the next one. Cowboys at Cardinals. Don't have to ask. <laughs> nope. And, and then... then... And a Sunday, no Sunday night game. Oh yeah, Sunday night game. Your nasty, disgusting Raiders Raiders. against the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. You go first. You go first. I'm actually going to take your nasty, disgusting Raiders at home. Me too. So we'll go with the Raiders taking the win on Sunday night. Yeah, absolutely. And let's move on to the Monday night game. Jimmy G gonna go off, and so is and so is Devontae Adams. I hope it's a 10-9 score, and it's boring. So you have no joy. I'm watching well, I hope that you game. lose. This I'm side. watching that game, brother. So move. We'll move on to the Monday night games. We double have header. the Eagles. Yeah, another double header. What do you yeah. think about these? Before we make these picks on the Monday night, what do you think of the double header? Um, they start too early. It's, it's good for East Coast people. Other than that, is that's it because they start at four o'clock. Mike, have you been to the East Coast and try to watch sports? It's impossible. You got to be up to past midnight, dude. So I was out there last year. Um, I was out in Washington, matter of fact, West Virginia. And I was trying to watch some of the football games and even some of the baseball games. Dude, it is impossible. These games finish literally at midnight, 1 o'clock. So if they start here at 7, they're starting at 10. They're done by 1. You yeah. really can't watch them. So. You got to go to work the next morning, school the next morning. It sucks. You're going to watch them on Sports Center. So they're trying to get their ratings. They're getting on ABC primetime at 7 o'clock Eastern. And, and look how and look how bad the Steeler game was. And just to just to let you know, my wife went out to go visit her son and took her nephew with him. He's a big Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. So they were there at the Monday night game. And they didn't leave there till almost one o'clock in the morning. It's a little bit past one. It's insane. So we'll move on to the games. Eagles at Bucks. Who you got? I got the Eagles all day. Buccaneers this have good is, defense. They're at home. But the Eagles, I think the Eagles going to win um, quite by at least two scores, actually. All right, give me the Eagles as well. 
Um, I'm kind of tempted to take the Bucks, but I think I'm not going to go against the. Don't, don't get fooled by their record. Uh, yeah, exactly. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to do that. And then the last game we got the Rams at the Bengals, which makes it very, very interesting, interesting now that Joe Burrow is not there with that injury. Who you got, Mike? Is he out? Out? Did we know that for sure? Dude, he's out, man. There's a there's it no way it. in hell if they play him. They're a stupid it, organization. Against Aaron Donald, you're asking for him to die. And their exactly. old line's already not that great. And he can't barely move. You do not want to go against Aaron Donald. Remember, will be over. what just happened in the Super Bowl? He did not have that extra second. Because what was it? Chase that was running down and was wide open. Oh, All he they, needed oh, yeah, was a, right. yes, a in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly. And Donald came straight up the middle. There's no way you play Joe Burrow. I'm going to take the Rams on the road beating yeah. the Bengals. Same. So we both got the Rams, and those are our picks for week three. And if you look at um, it, too, the game's only an hour apart, so you, you have both games on at the same time. So while, while the Rams game is beginning, you're barely going to halftime. You're not even going to halftime yet, the Eagles-Bucks game. Like, you're still towards the end of the second quarter when the game I, starts. I, yeah, it, it's it's kind of weird because, you know, I was trying to watch the games on Monday, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's kind of odd. I mean, you, you've been here to my house. Luckily, I have multiple TVs, so I can kind of like go back and forth, back and forth from one can't TV really enjoy to another. It. Mm -hmm. But you really can't enjoy it. So I, I wish they kind of did something different. I did like just having the one game, mm -hmm. you know, because then the whole focus is on that one particular game. And that's why it's a prime time game. It kind of takes a little bit. But come on, man. I'm not going to tell you, man. It, 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 now it's Thursday night and Sunday night football is the prime. And Monday is like it, it, Monday is not what it used to be. Monday night gonna... used to be the prime prime game. Now Thursday yep. and su Sunday night's been the best for like damn near five years. Now this Raiders Steelers game that's gonna be that's nostalgia. That's some of the best fan bases: Steelers Raiders and um, Steelers Raiders and Cowboys. Cowboys are obnoxious, but they have a deep fan base. Steelers and Raiders uh, are the ones those are historically great fan bases. Not against the Broncos, but you know Steelers Raiders fans they travel. Yeah, of They're course. Historically, the great fan bases. Raiders haven't won anything since the eighties, and they still have a loyal following. So. Yeah, thirty-nine years for you guys, going on yeah. forty. We're, we're right there with the we're right there with the Cowboys, so it's all good. <laughs>
Lance Armstrong, cyclist Lance Armstrong turns 52. And Jason Derulo, Jason Derulo turns 34. Trayvon Diggs in the NFL turns 25. And Stephen King turns 76. Bill Murray turns 73. And Anthony Mackie turns 45. And Dave Collier, Dave Collier turns 64. Bruce Springsteen, the boss, he turns 74. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy from the WWE, he turns 49. Mama D, Mama D from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, she turns 60. Jermaine Dupree turns 51. And Alfonso Ribeiro turns 52. That's Carlton, people. Hassan Minaj, he turns 38. And Faith Hill, she turns 56. Jason Alexander turns 64. And Billy Porter turns 54. Lisa Ray McCoy, she turns 56. And Luke Wilson turns 52. Moneybag Yo turns 32. And Michael Rainey Jr., we all know him from the Power and Prize. Michael Rainey Jr. turns 23. Melvin Gregg, Melvin Gregg turns 35. And Shanita, friend to the show, Shanita. What's up, Shanita? She turns 37. My cousin, Natasha Stoudemire, can't say her age. Auntie Fatman, Auntie Fatima, Auntie Fatman, her, her birthday is also this week, cannot say her age. And my nephew, Jacob Johnson, turned 13 this week. And finally, 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 my other nephew, Orlando Johnson Jr., turned 16. We have some honorable mentions. John Ritter, remember him from Three's Company? John Ritter passed away 2003, would have been 65 this week. James Galdafini. From Sopranos, passed away 2013, would have been 62 this week. And finally, Ray Charles, passed away back in 2004, would have been 93 this week. Well, that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. So that wraps up week three. Yeah. So that wraps up week three. Those are our picks. We'll visit next week and see how we did. Now, tell me what else you want to touch on, Mike. Oh, yeah. Well, well, before we get out of here, first of all, um, how are you doing your fantasy league before we move on from football? I mean, last time I checked, your team sucks. Yeah, man. Come on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Chase and Joe Burrow. Dude. Dude, Chase is giving me nothing. Hold on, let me um, team Brown, right Brown is giving me nothing, dude. These receivers have given me nothing, nothing whatsoever. But it's only week two, going into week three. Are you on two? Yeah, I'm on two. <laughs> I'm but, trying to look up your team right you know, now. Your you team. know, it's the best. You know, it's the best thing. Cali Orange Crush. Hold on, let me see here. You have the lowest odds of making the playoffs. Twenty-seven yeah. percent chance. Yeah, now after those two, I'm exactly <laughs> like the Broncos. But you know oh, what's God. great? What's coming up this week? What's I up? get to play you. Oh yeah, but, but I'm you're, going up against you. But I'm the sixth best team in the league, and you are the 14th. You're in last place. I know. Right now, I am. It's a, <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. It's and come on, man. Purdy got me no touchdowns. This Let me week. see who, who scored the least amount of points. Let's let's see that. I'm looking at me. And it's me? you, 136 yeah. in two weeks. Dude, Chase has done nothing. Dude, you're Brown averaging, has done nothing. You're averaging less like, than 70 points yes. a week. Oh, Dude, it's ridiculous. God. Dude, <laughs> right when my receivers are giving me nothing, I literally don't even look at it anymore. Bro, I'm, I'm averaging 122 a week. And remember, I'm averaging I, 50 more a week than you, bro. And it was worse because I had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and he got hurt. And he got hurt, so I'm over here scrambling, dude. And guess what? My record is one and one, and people have scored the most points on me. 
No one scored. They, they scored more points on me than anyone else. And so it, I could easily be undefeated right now. So I, for a fact, I'm one and one and people have scored more. They've scored thir- for almost 40 more points on me than I've scored. And I'm still one and one. So with you, people have only scored 205 on you and you still you're one of the they scored yeah. the least amount on you. The Dude, bottom it's, four. it's ridiculous. I actually laugh scored. about it. You should be two and oh. Yeah, I should be on ridiculous. two. So anyhow, we'll move on from that. I don't care right now. <laughs> I want to ask you this, Mike. What's up, I got to ask you this. Have you watched the season finale of Winning Time? Yes, I have watched the season finale of Winning Time. The, the, the series finale. Yeah, the series finale. Well, yeah. no, I think I think that's nope. it. It's over. That's it. Yeah, series finale. It's series it's finale. it's done. It's a wrap. Yep. Um, it ended on episode seven of, of season two. What did you think of it? Well, let's let's get to this point. Um, they they did it like they did the wire. The wire was getting too real. They got rid of it. Uh, the people like the city of Baltimore paid for the wire to come off, so it had a weird ending. It felt like it ended prematurely, even though that went five seasons. But it felt like it ended prematurely. Same thing here. Who what 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 series ends on week seven? You have at least three more episodes to go in that season. So they they said they came up with multiple endings. So they had one. They had a rush ending. Some people were saying it's because of the strike. I said no. They've already recorded the entire season before then. So it wasn't that. So what was it? I, I noticed that Jeannie Buss started to to finally the year before she was tearing it down. This year she was praising it in the last three weeks. I'm like, why is she praising it? She's probably trying to take the ire off her. I think I think the Buss family pushed to get it off the air, and I think they were um, successful in doing so. Other than that, excellent show. It kind of fizzled towards the end because I feel like it ended prematurely. Dude, you know. the ending sucked. Yeah, because it ended with us uh, losing look, to the to Celtics. Exactly. How do you end it by losing to the Celtics? Right. And then just put it on little writing. Oh, but How the Lakers won yeah. the next two. Yeah. This is, and then they win. Dude, that was ridiculous. They could at least end was, it. They could at least end it with our back to back, 87, 88. They could end it. There. it they could have look. You're absolutely right. Which, and which I'm with. You. Of, that would have been the end of season three, and it would have been done. Yep. But See, I'm with that. you on that. I yeah. think that the Bus family stepped in like, uh, I just don't think they wanted more stuff out there that yeah. needed to be out there. Yeah. That you know, they have this great image here in Los Angeles. I don't yeah. know about across the country, but here in LA, the Bus family's loved. Maybe not so much the brother, but you can't really fault the brother either. And we we can have a different conversation about that on a later date. Yeah. But they're loved here. And I could see that the Bus family probably was pushing like, hey we don't need this out there and they, that's why they ended it prematurely i hated the ending it completely sucked i mean we know how the story is written but yeah but we want nice to see to... it play out we want exactly to see we want to see how james worthy came into his own and, and became uh, uh he, he got finals mvp on one of them we could see all that to see the emergence of byron scott we didn't get to see those players those characters develop we didn't get to see how Norm Nixon, they still, I'm pretty sure they have more of a storyline with Norm Nixon. That's how we saw Norm Nixon. He was beaten up on the Lakers, but they didn't get to show how he quickly declined after that. The, you know, to see that play out, they didn't get a chance to see that. We didn't get to see how Buss recovered from that situation with his ex-wife. Did he win yep. the case? Did he lose the case? You know, you can see that was rushed. So people yeah. would say, oh, no, no, it was rushed to the end it, because it was. That, that's what happened. I thought it was a garbage ending. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I'm like, that sucks. Like, we, we were all looking forward to it this season. We, and the thing is this. How come we didn't know when the season started that it was going to end in episode seven? We yep. didn't know until the week before. They they pushed to get it off the air. We yeah, because it was a serious finale. Like, I, oh. I didn't know. I went in to watch it because I watched it on Monday morning. 
and then I'm watching it, cool, you know, and then it finished, and I said, okay, it's going to be in a season, but then they talked about how the Lakers won and how, you know, they beat you're, Boston. You're like, wait a minute, huh? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what the no, is I, going on with this? I, I was like, knew this it was is a, crap. I knew it was the series ending the week before. They mentioned it after episode six, saying um, series ending, episode say two, and like, you know, come in and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm like, how are they going to end this next week? Because I'm like, we're... They're barely getting to the championship. I said, "How are they going to end this?" I'm like, "I'm like, mm, this is going to be interesting," and I I was waiting on it, and I knew it already. And they left so many things untold. They just kind of brushed over things. Pat Riley's uh, ending was brushed over so easily. They brushed yep. over Kobe Bryant. They, they brushed over Jerry West. They made it seem like Jerry West's only claim to fame was was trading for Kobe Bryant. That's how they said. I'm like, dude, he yeah, Shaq, it's he like did a lot really of stuff. like he he, he no he no did and, a lot. and you know they get, they got it wrong too. They said traded for a center. Shaq wasn't traded for from my recollection. He was a free agent to sign here. He was a sign right? and trade. It was a sign and trade. Oh, it was a sign and trade. There you yes. go. But he was really a free agent. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, it. it was, it was I, a sign yeah, and trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he could maximize his money. Lakers Lick, yeah. gutted their whole roster for Shaq. Yeah. Yep, so, I remember that. Yeah, so, um, you know, and then they, they retooled. They still had Eddie and Nick Van Exel, and they were able to um, trade. They got rid of Divock and got Kobe. So they literally gutted the entire roster. But the point is, it ended prematurely. It was a sucky ending for a great show. Season one was excellent. Season two did feel kind of helter-kelter. It felt okay, but they were developing stuff. So if you're still developing stuff, you can't end. And that's kind of where, that's why you know it was rushed off the air. Yeah, the, and it's the, the last couple the last couple episodes seemed like they were all over the place. Yeah, it, it seemed yeah. like it, it, it was a very lackluster. It, it was the opposite of how it started. That first three episodes were so good. Then the ended in the last two so bad so it is what it is man um you know it is what yeah, it, we, 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 didn't, we didn't get to see kareem with his hair bald yes you know, we didn't get to see that part when he transitioned from the and and how he became more beloved and how he became more open they were barely bro- broaching how he started to embrace the new showtime how he wouldn't run down the court anymore he just played defense and let them do their thing and if they couldn't set it up then they give it to they didn't get, we didn't get just to see how 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 pat riley made that had that conversation with him explaining what his new role was going to be on the team how they got michael thompson and get those like like, like we didn't get to they see le- that dude they left a lot on the table they a really lot, did. a lot, of a lot the on the we, table it says winning time we didn't get to see their winning time we got to see them battling with the boston celtics when it really wasn't a battle like they showed that they dominated in the 80s and the celtics were in the rearview mirror and and that's what we wanted to see like that was the whole point like let's get one up on boston we didn't get to see them get one up on boston i wonder if maybe if they bring it back like chapter two of winning they, time they, they, they won't it's done but 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 not in the 80s i'm talking about maybe two three years from now but it's in chapter oh, two kobe? as in like kobe, kobe and Shaq. yeah now they won't do that but that's what i'm going for because they're gonna bring a ball they're gonna bring up kobe's situation in colorado and everything uh yeah trust me yeah yeah and if they got bus in, in the playboy mansion and 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 Shaq out here uh, not Shaq, magic out here Banging his, his wife's best friend and getting her pregnant, all kind. They're going to show Kobe in Colorado. People are going to be mad that like that you're leaving stuff out. Like 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 you're not going to be able to tell the whole story because Kobe's dead. And Kobe was alive, maybe, but he's still so beloved. He's more beloved than Magic in the Lakers organization. Yes. So, so it won't happen. That that's all we're getting. That's all we're getting. And happy birthday to Phil Jackson. Turned like 78 this week. So. Anywho, oh man, yes, yeah, so let's leave it there. We don't have to talk about any NBA talk. We could have talked about Damian Lillard most likely being traded. They're talking about him. He might be um, uh, one a of the mystery role. team. Yeah, it's a mystery team in the East. But then you hear Buddy Hill being traded. So could Indiana be in the fold? I doubt it. They have Halliburton. But they're really trying to, it's going to be a multiple team. 
it won't be a straight up team. Um, we're hearing a lot of talks how maybe he could go to the Bulls because we don't know what's happening to Lonzo Ball and sitting um, uh, Zach Levine over there. Um, there's talks about um, Harden Silver. Where is he going to go? Is that going to be a three team? Because he wants to go to the, to the Clippers and who the Clippers got to move. But the Clippers got to move off those young players like, man, and they might even have to give up on um, on Paul George. So it's a lot there's, of things happening. If I'm the Clippers, I'm staying away. I, I, I stand. I stand. I, I stand pat with the team they have now. There's no way you bring in Harden. No, yeah, he's not going to help. Kawhi, having Kawhi Harden and Harden is going to end up in a team? fight. No, not yeah. happen. I think Harden the, would just play like he's played there. With these new rules where you can't bench, you can't just sit out for rest. The, the Clippers going to be better. They're going to make. They're going to make Kawhi play. They will be better because of it. So you know he won't play long minutes. If he goes out there and plays 24 minutes, they're still better. Yeah, absolutely. At all. So you see the Clippers being a top four, top five seed just because of that new rule alone. I know Ballmer has a lot of money, but he ain't trying to drop a million a quarter. So it's gonna be pretty good. I can't wait to see the midseason tournament. I, I want to see these trades happen soon just to get over with. I hate that they're like boring storylines that are kind of uh, aggravating. What to yeah, me the but- bigger story is, is what's going to happen with Zion. Mike, real quick though, just to touch on Damian Lillard's situation. Come on, man. If you're Portland and you're that GM, are you going to take that garbage package they're giving you? No. Who's giving you? You mean Miami? Yeah, that Miami package. That's why 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 there's going to be other teams involved. Yeah, but even with other teams getting involved, dude, like who's really out there? You need to get. You need to get a haul and a great package. You don't send him to Miami. It's simple as that. that. That's really the easy answer. You just don't send him to Miami. You send him to a. You send him to a contender. You send him to a team who's like we just we're just one piece piece away. We could actually be a contender. And you got to send him out east. So where do you go? Boston. You tell me. Which I would hate to see that. Got to be Boston. Boston right now is short on point guards. I I've been saying Philadelphia for the longest. Well, that Philly, makes more sense, but then yeah. now you can get the Clippers involved. So you, I was saying that end of last season. Yeah, yeah. you have, you did you have talk Philly, about that. Portland, and the Clippers in a three-team trade, and you can move hard in them. He, he, he could go to the Clippers in that trade, but you got to get rid of your young assets, and they have to just move on from it. Because either you do that, or you say, and now I know you see the one hard in there, but it makes everyone else happy. The, the thing that's holding it up is the Clippers. The Clippers are holding up that three-team trade all day. And if I'm the Clippers, I I don't take them in. Come on, man. No, the Clippers aren't that smart. Clippers gonna clip. They want to do it because <laughs> they know if they stand pat. They don't. They can't. They don't have a chance of beating the Lakers the way the Lakers are right now. They say we, we need to get star studded, and we need to get a player that no one can really guard. They think you think you think you're getting Hardy from three years ago. You're not, but you never know. He might be motivated. You, now you're gonna have three guys, four guys from the LA area playing for the Clippers just for money alone. It makes sense. You could have Harden, Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi, all from Southern California, playing for the Clippers, LA Arway, with a new arena coming up next year. It just makes sense. It, it does make sense, sense, but come on, man, Harden's—it's not going to work, dude. Bro, it's not it's about not it working. Work. Think about the money alone. And, and, it doesn't. And, and my thing is this: Bomber doesn't it's, care. It's not. Bomber doesn't care. It's, it's not, not a money thing with him. Not, he wants to win. They're not going to win this way. No, I, okay, I understand. They're gonna, they're, hold on, let's go through real quick. They're going to beat Denver. No, they're not going to be. Oh, look, on, they're not going to be Denver. They're not going to beat the Lakers. Oh, they're going to be. Hold on, they're going to be Phoenix. No, they're going to beat the Lakers. Absolutely not. They might have a chance of beating the Warriors, but I don't know. So what are we talking about? They might not even beat the Kings. So what are we talking about? You got to do something. Can't stand pat because Westbrook is not the answer. So yeah, but think about the money. 
And also, too, no, you got to think about this, too. Kawhi never plays. So if you have Kawhi who plays like 20 to 30 games, Harden plays a lot of games. Harden's going to give you at least 60-plus games. Westbrook's going to give you over 78 games. Paul George and Kawhi have not been healthy the last two seasons. By and, and, what and, game do you think that Westbrook punches Harden? They like each other. They're friends. <laughs> They're like, best of friends. That's not going to happen. Dude. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, bro. And, and Harden, he's not going to ask for a trade again. He's going to be home to home. He said he's never going to play with Daryl Morey again. They got to move him. And now he might go to Houston now that um, Kevin Porter Jr. is all the way out. See, so, I think that's the better move for Houston and for Harden. Because Harden's not – look, Harden's not playing for a championship. He's not trying to be a championship guy. Yeah. He really isn't. If he was, he, so he would have stayed with, uh, with, with the Nets, actually. He, he would have – he would just stay with the Sixers and, and figure it out because – yeah. Come on, man. They're 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 a good team. Yeah. They're not far they're away. In the East and they're, they're, exactly. Yeah. They're not far away. So yeah. he's not about winning. No. Just send his ass send his ass to Houston. Get whatever you can. Move on. Get a lot it of is what pieces. it is. Get a lot of and that's pieces. what I mean. So him going to the Clippers is just gonna poison that well. I don't care. They're Clippers. I want it to happen. I, I yeah, want look, to have even that, look that with him. Li- listen, with him or without him, they're not gonna win. Exactly. So They're my, not winning the chip. You might as well That's why I say him. it doesn't make you know, you know how many jersey sales they'll have? I just, uh, Balmer is a billionaire for a reason. I say do it. They're not going to win with what they have right now. I say that he should go to Clippers, go to Houston. That's good for him and the strippers. Um, it doesn't help Houston really too much. I feel like this will help the Clippers more, at least in their seating, because you're going to have Harden missing about 40% of the season. And you're going to need another all-star caliber player out there. So I believe it works. They just got to get rid of Terrence Mann and other young players. Simple as that. that to I me, rather, it's simple as that. I'd rather keep the young players. And then also, it allows David Lillard to go to a concern out east. Go Mike, to Clip- sometimes- Come on, hold on, let's think of it like this. Forget about him going to the Clippers. Think about how Damon Lillard could be playing with MB. No, of course. that That's that's awesome. Come on, man. For, look, I'm saying for the Sixers, that's great. I would love to see that for the Sixers. And I would love and to Portland see it for Tobias Dame. Harris. The Portland gets Tobias it, Harris. On, Portland needs forget Tobias Harris. No, they'll he's take a perfect just, fit. No, no, they'll take him because of the money. Well, but yeah, they, they, they really to. want picks. They they want yeah. as many picks as they can yeah, get. Yeah, but, but they get and, Tobias Harris. That team could probably and make they, it to and the play now. Here comes the kicker. Then the Clippers have to give up picks, and they don't have picks. They don't have picks, but they have players. Exactly. They have players. So they'll have the young players. Yes. That would have to go to Portland. I'd rather just keep the young uh, players. No, they, they would actually have to go to Philly. No, because Philly gets the big dog. They get uh, Damien. Yeah, Damien. No, they, they, exactly. Yeah, 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 no, no. They, they, Portland, they have, yeah. you get back to what I said at the beginning. Portland, you you need to get a... If you're the GM, you need to get a monstrous haul for Dame. If not, you turn around and say, well, I ain't trading you until later on in the season when I get what I need to get. There's no, Sometimes, better, there's no better package than getting Tobias Harris and another good player. Rather, that's um, that's another thing. That's the issue. This is the issue. They got to get rid of Tyrese Maxey. That's the issue. Look, for, that's the issue for Philly. So look, Harden, they got to get rid of Tyrese you, Maxey. Let's, let's not go that far. We're Laker fans. Both of us are. Yeah. How did they start the season? And then at the deadline, how did they revamp their team? Yeah. So that's I what I'm you. saying. Like, So for the Clippers, you don't have to make a bad deal. You could just stand pat. Sometimes some of the best deals you make are the ones that you do not make. Yeah, I hear you. So. Yeah, we, we have time to talk about this. Preseason hasn't even started yet. So right now it's football time, but we have to touch on it a little bit because these are the rumors that are happening as we speak. 
So when they happen, we got to touch on it, even if it's briefly. We went in like we went about ten minutes on it, which is fine, because um, we diehard Laker fans, so we got to talk about it. We didn't give you any baseball talk right now. We'll jump into that when the postseason actually begins. Okay, people. Other than that, any final words, Tony? I just want to send out all my well wishes to a friend of mine, James. James praying for you. He got diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh. So if um, you know all my prayers, all positive vibes to my boy. Uh, you'll beat this. And if anybody out there is dealing with cancer, F cancer. Yeah, man. F cancer, bro. Man, I'm sorry to hear that. Do, do you know what type? Was it colon or prostate? Or? Uh, I, I didn't want to go into too many details with him. He had just found out. So I just want to give him a space. But I just want to shoot all as much love and positive vibes his way. And like I said, anyone dealing with cancer or a family member, man, F cancer. And we all have to stay positive. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. F Cancer, man. Shout out. All prayers to him, man. But um, yeah. Yo, man, man. <laughs> that hit me. But anyways, guys, appreciate y'all for listening. Um, all prayers and shout outs. Um, you'll be listening to the time is now. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good day. not have the rights to this music. Yes, you're now rocking with the West. We don't f with the stress. West Side Connect gangin', who bangin', and we got thousands. So f what you claiming? Who wanna scrap with a killer that pet? Straight mass murdering on 24 track. I put it down like a hog. I got what you need. I'm from the West Coast, the bad seed with the bomb tweed. Hollow points is my venom. I bust rapid and they be flaming hot when I send them in them. Busses out of bounds, better duck when I come around. Moving the crowd with a tech, laying food stand. It's like, ooh, my whole crew claiming true. Some killers got moo and some killers wear blue. Penitentiary bound, hitting tweed by the bounds. I clown, sitting work out of town. On the gray Mac 10 is the lick, West Side is the click. Can't get enough of this gangster. Mac 10 is the lick, West Side is the click. Can't get enough of this gangster. We got bulletproof vests, 96 SS's. Leaving fly tricks and Donna Karen dresses. With a neck full of icky situation. Looking tricky, 20,000 in my pocket, and I'm still smoking dicky. What that connect like? Let me make it plain and simple. You claim the wrong hood, we gon' be buzzing like a hippo. To my very last breath, I'm an Inglewood swing. So tell me, do you bang? Boo, what set you claim? Cause cowards like you can't win with Max 10. So let the games begin. I keep your flag again. Cause on a homicide, I ride to the fullest. Not just a little, cause it's four fingers up and two twisted in the mid. Mac 10 is the lick, West. Side is the click, can't get enough of this gangster. Mac 10 is the lick, West Side is the click, can't get enough of this gangster. I'm on a hunt for the loot, watch your pockets cause I pat them. Belling through the hood and chucks and Stacey Adams got the spot still popping, got the gate still rocking. Every since for life, my ex trick been jocking. I can't fade no these hoes unless it's one of those that I iron on my clothes and shine my Romeo's. 
be the best friend to me Hit a little Hennessy, always down to try while I blast on my enemy A trick that's the leader of the Hubank committee And a hundred percent down in Eaglewood City Looking pretty as she hanging if you wanna hoop bang Throw your neighborhood up like it ain't no fun Mac 10 is the lick, west side is the flick Can't get enough of this gangster Mac 10 is the lick, west side is the flick Can't get enough of this gangster Mac 10 is the lick, west side is the flick Can't get enough of this gangster Mac 10 is the lick, west side is the flick Can't get enough of this gangster Yeah, gun ho Mac 1-0 Straight stalking and chicken hawking Inglewood swinging, sack slinging And who banging, coming from the west side. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, another week, another soapbox. Haven't done this in a while. It's a lot of times I'll talk about what's going on in my mind or <clears throat> what's going on in the world and my thoughts on that. But as many of you know, my father passed away. Uh, I think the last time I was up here doing one of these, my dad was sick and he was getting close to that. And he passed away not too long after that last one. Um, <clears throat> passed away on August 5th and uh, haven't really dealt with it haven't been talking to my therapist that I used to talk to um, haven't talked to a therapist in over a year really uh, it's probably been longer than that um, I'm supposed to meet with a psych and increase dosages on my meds I'm actually not comfortable taking them I never really wanted to take them um I don't know how my life would be without them. I know how it was before, but I feel like I'm losing my creative side and I'm losing some zeal. Um, with my father being gone, I don't know if we spoke on this before, but there was a period of time in my life in my late 30s where I didn't speak to my father for over a year, 14 months to be exact. And at that time I said, oh, I'm, I'm good with that. I had 30 plus good years and a lot of people have never met their fathers, let alone um, been able to say they've had 30 plus good years with a father. And the reason why we didn't speak is not important at this time. Um, but I look back to that and you would think now, after not hearing his voice for over a month outside of some dreams here and there, you would think that I will be okay. Like, oh, I, I trained myself for this. You know, I, I've went months without hearing his voice but it's different now because even back then my mom would say hey your dad asked about you your dad hasn't spoken to you, you want to know if you're okay and we will use my mom through proxy even when we were on good terms we he, he did that my dad wasn't one to reach out to you right but last year when i was literally on my deathbed 
I think that was the first time I heard or seen my father be concerned. Like, you can't live, leave this earth before me. You know, he was checking on me daily, calling me, FaceTiming me while I was in that bed. And Karen was right there and she would hold the phone so he could see me, see all the tubes and stuff in me. And I saw con strong concern in his eyes. Because my dad was one of those stoic, strong men where they don't show a lot of emotion. I think the one time we actually seen him cry was um, when my brother passed. We didn't see it. A photographer caught it as he was walking by in the casket. And then he fixed his face before he came outside when everyone could see him. And that's kind of how strong he was, you know. Um, so to see that concern on his face. You know, my father truly loved his children, all four of us. And you never want to bury your children. And you know, the real thing is you never want to bury your father or your mother. But you do it. That's the natural way of life. So in essence, you shouldn't grieve because I know my dad, he's been sick for 15 years and he had a lot of pain. He had a lot of neurological problems that would give him was like sharp needles in his lower extremity. He was bothered, plagued constantly saying that I can't drive here. I can't go there. I can't do this for my grandkids because pretty much all the grandkids don't know him as he was. The eldest one, Jalen, she's 18. Like I said before, my dad was sick for 15 years. So since she was three, he's been immobilized he's been handicapped so she vaguely remembers when he would pick her up from school <laughs> so that for him sucked now the beauty in it is that the physician said he shouldn't live more than five years when his initial diagnosis he lived 15 and like i said the last couple of weeks really the last six weeks when he was in the hospital were very tough that last week was extremely hard and i get nightmares about it because as the illness started from his lower spine moved all the way up to inevitably his brain where it, it took control and um to see the neurological breakdown very difficult for a man so intelligent i say all that to say honor your parents while you can rather they are saints or not rather they have bad days and good days and they, they, they beat you or cursed you or whatever they did but guess what they didn't kill you what I mean by that is they, they could have forsaken you as if it was a father just completely abandoned you and did, and did not acknowledge you you could have had a mother who aborted you and then you never be here to be who you are today honor them for just being there honor them because they did not have to be here honor them because they created you and given you an opportunity at a better life than them. My father did everything he could to give us everything he could. He worked continuously, started a business, worked like you wouldn't believe to get it established and make sure we had everything we needed, clothes, food, extracurricular activities. Helped us when we went to college. My dad helped me my first year in college because I lost all my scholarships and grants. He didn't have to do that. I was grown, 18, 19 years old. He still did that. Gave me my first car. Helped me out to finance my first car that I was going to finance. He co-signed for that first year. When I was playing sports as a kid, he's the one who used to take me to the basketball games. My dad wasn't a basketball player. He was a soccer player, but I didn't want to play that sport. So my dad would go with me to the park and watch me train. And one time he came out there and hooped with me. 
See, I used to always complain about him, think about how he used to try to spend time with my little brother when he had more time, because by the time my dad's business was taken off and he had that free time, I was already big. I was gone out the house. But I should think back to the times he rode his bike with me. Dude, he taught me how to ride a bike. I never forgot that when we first moved in Carson, we moved leaving Long Beach and Compton. First thing he did was teach me how to read a, ride a bike. I got I got my BMX bike when I was five years old. I have a picture of my first two wheel bike. I was five. He taught me how to ride on that bike. It was too big for me. The bike he taught me how to ride nonetheless. He wouldn't let me quit. I cried like, no, I can't do it. He taught me in one day. He taught me within within an hour, if I remember correctly. My dad was always there. He taught me to drive. He taught me how to tie a tie. He taught me that a man should stay well-groomed, cut your nails, shave, put on aftershave. He was a man's man. He taught me how to treat women. I remember growing up, people would say, oh, you're different, because we grew up in the Compton-Carson area. Oh, you're different. Like, you know, you have chivalry in a time when chivalry was dying, if not dead. You were talking about now the early 2000s, late 90s, and I'm opening doors and I'm doing not curtsies, but like bound, kissing hands. That's how I was raised. I didn't know any different. My dad came from West Africa. So when I would tell them like, well, they said, where were you raised? Where'd you grow up? I said, out here, Compton and Carson. They like, nah, you ain't like these Carson dudes. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And then they realized because you didn't see the accent and I didn't look like whatever that means, air quote, look like an African. And I said, well, you know, my parents are from West Africa. Oh, that's what it is. He said, and your father raised you? I said, yeah, my, my father raised me. He said, okay, I got it. And then when they got a chance to meet my father, they all go, oh, okay. Because my father was someone to be revered. He was someone that demanded, commanded respect once he walked into a room. Once he entered the room, even when he was in his wheelchair, we all revered him wherever he went. No one disrespected my father. That's the kind of man you want to be. To this day, I'm striving to be the man he was in his 30s and in my 40s. An amazing person. Gone too soon at the age of 71. I wish there was a way we could reverse the disease because he didn't deserve that. He was sick from 56 to 71. 50s are still good years. You're supposed to really enjoy your 60s. You're supposed to retire and enjoy with your family, with your wife. My wife, my mom got robbed of that. They tried, he went on some cruises when he was disabled, but he couldn't do the things he wanted to do. Couldn't travel the way he wanted to travel. And then lo and behold, later, he was just bedridden for the last less than two years of his life. So it's very difficult right now because I don't get a chance to talk about it. I'm just trying to be there for my mom. I'm trying to sell some of his items, uh, his, his bed, uh, his mechanical wheelchair, some items in the garage. I'm just trying to clear it out so my mom can have, so she can reset her life. I honestly don't know what I'm gonna do without his guidance and his tutelage. My father has so many wise words. Word to the wise is quite sufficient, he would say. He had a lot of um, colloquialism. And off and on, I'm, when I come here, I'm going to come here to vent, to talk about him. Talk about Mike Sr. And get things off my chest. That's what the soapbox is for, by the way. And uh, 
It's different. There's definitely a void in my life now. My sounding board. My counsel. My rock. My hero. No longer here. Just a pillar of ashes and an urn at the cemetery overlooking my grandma and my brother. You guys all take care of each other up there. Miss you, Dad. I love you. Until we meet again. Until next time, people. You can win As long as you keep Your head to the sky Be optimistic Mm-hmm. So that's it this week, guys. Another great week. Another great show. All right, all right, all right. Appreciate from Tony for stepping in and showing up this week. We appreciate you, brother, for stopping in. Thank you so much. And we're going to send a shout-out and um, prayer out for your friend, man, failing with cancer. Remember, if you like the show, like it. Um, go ahead and share or go ahead and subscribe. Once again, our music choice this week was Who Banging by Westside Connection. Go ahead and give that some spins. Give that some spins. Um, now it's time for our final word. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you. Even as your soul is getting along well, it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Three, third John 1, 2, through 4. Remember, Spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace. Don't you look back.